Chandler, and welcome to Misunderstood, the show for the culturally and politically misunderstood lady, gent, or non-binary nipple owner. We are your hosts. I'm Nat. And I'm fat. <laughs> Today, we're talking about health, the good, the bad, and the ugly, when it comes to mental health, Alzheimer's disease, and body image. Hello. But first, our patented culture shock moment of the week. Take it away, Nat. It's actually nerd. Um, <clears throat> Alrighty, so Joe Biden had a trans TikTok influencer join him in a conversation at the White House to discuss girlhood and transness. <laughs> um, so we just wanted to show you a clip from that. Do you think states should have a right to ban gender-affirming health care? I don't think any state or anybody should have the right to do that. As a moral question and as a legal question. I just think it's wrong. Do you think states... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny that Dylan all of a sudden is like super serious. And yeah. like like, do you think that the state should have a right? Like who when did yeah. you ever care about rights and states and children ever? No, it's such a good point. And that's something that they actually addressed in a video uh precur a precursor video before uh Dylan met with the president. She was like, or he was like, I'm I know I'm always so silly and it's hard to take me seriously, but now guys, now it's time to take me seriously. And you're like, as you're wearing the trans flag as an mm -hmm. outfit. And by the way, your outfit was very out of style. Just for the record, I really didn't like that. Well, that's how Dylan is. Yeah. This individual dresses like a, car a caricature of a woman. Yeah. And um, I was listening to Steven Crowder's take on it um, earlier and he was mentioning how it's like, they tried to, remember when they tried to make Barbie fat? Because they're like, oh, you don't want, exactly, you don't yeah. want to have like a caricature of what a woman should look like. But it's like, but then we're going to send this literal caricature to the White House. Like, who care? Do I care that they go to the White House? No, I'm not American. I'm never going to get invited there. Even if I was, I wouldn't Probably be invited. one day. We're Maybe. very famous. That's true. But like, it's sort of weird that this person who is silly on TikTok and literally like is dances in a bathing suit and is like, I'm a girl. They're suddenly being taken all seriously. All of a sudden, yeah, yeah you're like not talking the, about like policy. They're the White House expert, apparently, yeah. because that's all, that's the only person they could ask. Like, I don't know, maybe call in Blair White, but I, that would be yeah, too no, much yeah, though, yeah. because a she's a A person who's actually lived as a woman for many years. Yeah. Like an actual transgender individual. But they're conservative. Right. So. And it's also like, is Dylan really equipped with the knowledge to be able to tackle these sorts of issues? Yeah. Like, sure, they're trans, but that doesn't mean they know what's actually going on in America. It's a big country. It is a big country. And yeah, exactly. Like for going from dancing in a bikini to now talking about policy, it's like you've shown no interest in this at any point. Mm -hmm. But now all of a sudden you're an expert. They're an expert. Even though there are actual trans people like Blair White who have talked about these issues for a long time. Yeah. It's just it's a it's embarrassing that joe biden i think would invite this it person is embarrassing the whole you know? thing is embarrassing. embarrassing talk about girlhood anyways <sighs> anyway Please. anyways shut up dylan okay that's what i have to say about that woman face am i right okay all right speaking of mental health issues yeah <laughs> Anne Hathaway. I was so stressed out she reveals she missed great moments at the start of her career because she was worried about messing up mm-hmm yeah, it's just crazy how powerful fear is. Yeah, it is. It's so crazy and how stifling it is and how how it can really impact your entire life because you're too afraid to, you know, take that leap of faith mm -hmm. or to go to the party or to talk to the person or mm -hmm. to audition for the thing. Like, it's it's crazy how it can literally ruin your life if you let it. Yeah, and even though it didn't ruin her life, she yeah. obviously is, like, super successful and beautiful and talented. It's interesting how she's, like, looking back now on her 
younger years and is like, I didn't even enjoy any of that because I was so caught up in my own head. And it's so sad. Like it is sad. It's the, like the prime of her life and her career. It's the prime was, of her life. And and it's over. You'll never get it back. And yeah. hindsight really is twenty twenty. Yeah. Um, I wanted to mention that this reminds me. You know when people talk about mindfulness and it's like the most annoying thing on the planet. Yes, it's very annoying. And I'm gonna talk about mindfulness right now. <laughs> so annoying. No. So I'm taking this hypnobirthing class to prepare me for giving birth painlessly that's right um and they talked about mindfulness and i was like but i didn't really understand what it is and it's actually quite simple it's literally just bring using a trick it's it's using a trick to bring yourself into the current moment so not worrying about the fear of the future or the stressors of the past which Mm -hmm. you cannot change um and there's like some um tips that they give you in order to like stay in the moment so perhaps if Anne hathaway had like been aware of like how to do this when she was younger she could have just been like I'm I'm doing this. I'm good. I'm like, like you can do it. Exactly. Yeah. So there are a couple tips that I learned. Um, you can stare at something visually and just be like, oh, I'm looking at a red ball. This red ball right here. It's shiny. It's red. Whatever. So you're just like focused. In. Exactly. Focusing yeah. on something currently in the room with you. Yeah. You can do it audi- audibly where you're like, what sounds am I hearing? I'm hearing the fan. I'm hearing the buzzing of the lights. I'm hearing Nat's beautiful voice whatever <laughs> so it is generous and then there's also touch i can touch nat's hair i can feel the fluffy softness of it like Aww. there there are ways to bring yourself in, and it sounds silly and the word mindfulness really irks me yeah it's but it's great better than if you if you find yourself like for me i wake up in the night because i can't sleep and i'm right. like oh like this and this and this and this yeah. i'm sure it happens to a lot of people lately i've been like listen to the fan like the sound yeah. of the rotating things or whatever it's like counting sheep exactly yeah you're just exactly. focusing on something and it's actually hard at first but it gets easier and easier so heller and hathaway you're welcome yeah and i think one thing too like i'm a naturally anxious person and uh, my mom always describes me as a fatalist but i think one thing <laughs> that's also helped set me free from that even though i still have days where i get super anxious and you know i can't i can't reconcile we that it's not days. the end of the world yeah, yeah i found i find that my faith has really helped me in that yes because like the bible like is very clear on this like his yoke is easy and his burden is light that's talking about jesus and like you can cast your burdens on him like he wants to carry that for you and that's something that's really helped me yeah so i mean i think just having faith like i've I've talked about this before i used to have a lot of anxiety as well and since i became a christian like for me becoming a christian is literally just like in my own heart i was like i feel like i believe in god now i feel like these are things that i these are things i want to live by and like um, yeah, it's definitely a heart thing. Exactly. Yeah. I haven't read the whole Bible. That's so okay. it's like, it takes a long time. It takes a long time. But it's a very it's, long but book. it has completely eased my anxiety and that's for me personally. I can't attest to no, that. No, everyone for is everybody. Different, exactly. Absolutely. But I just can't imagine going through this life without it. Mm-hmm. And so life is is terrifying. It's so yeah. it's, life is hard. So I'm just Which saying. Which takes us to our next article. Yeah, yeah. This is a really sad yeah, article. Yeah, this is very very sad. So this comes from Vice. Um, young people are taking more drugs now because life sucks. Now again, just even just in the article title, it's like okay, you whoever wrote this article has no faith. Yeah, you can no, tell. You can the tell. whole it's article written is written exactly exactly yeah. because there's nothing you can do. Life just sucks. Oh, the climate. All this and that. Like cost of housing. Yeah, those are all. I mean, climate, yeah. yeah. But like, there are real stressors in the world. Yeah. But these poor kids, like, they don't know how to cope. They don't know how to cope. And I, I, I mean, we, we can get to that later. Like, what's the solution here? Yeah. But we'll just maybe talk about some yeah. of the data. So, uh, this is a base in the UK. So, new research from a youth charity called The Mix recently reported a 50% rise in the number of young people taking drugs since 2021, with one in three, ages 16 to 25 year old, using drugs in the past year. One in five are primarily using substances to escape problems in their lives. So, these kids are literally self medicating. Yeah. 
50% increase and that's only from 2021 yeah. to now. So it's only tw it's almost 2023, so it's like almost 2 years, but yeah. like people have been doing drugs for a long time. Yes. This is not like a little it's not like oh the 50% increase since 1920. It's no. like since 2021. Like that's absolutely it's been a day. It's yeah. absolutely terrifying. It's so terrifying and it's scary that these kids are not equipped with the tools to be able to cope with everyday stressors in their lives and it's like who's to blame here? I'm not sure. Is it because they're the generation where parents just kind of affirmed their emotions and didn't teach them how to like reconcile them or is it like is it society? Is it because a lot of kids have turned to the internet to parent them or mm -hmm. Is it secularism? I don't know what it is, but it's yeah. there's something here, and it's it's a crisis. It it's is a literally crisis. a crisis. Well, in the article, they mention at the end where it's like climate change, um, the pandemic, yeah. cost of living are all uh, to blame. I, one of the things that I found very interesting was like, um, it says that the housing crisis are reasons, uh, blah, 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 sorry. It says, men mentions the looming climate crisis as, yeah. an, as a reason for people to be so depressed. And I'm like, did you accidentally write climate crisis instead of like nuclear war? Yeah. Like the looming climate crisis. Yeah. Like any day now, the climate might just, kill us all. It might, might incinerate us. It's like if there's a looming crisis, it's literally nuclear war. But yeah. anyways, that's which an is aside. so sad because it's just propaganda is making these kids terrified yeah. for their life, so they're unable to cope. So they're turning to I know. substances. Yeah, like, and then like in one hand, you have someone. Like exactly what you're saying, like propaganda. You'll have one article being like, "Oh, the climate crisis is going to kill us all," and they're like, "These poor kids." Yeah, they it, can't it makes cope. No sense. It's like, well, especially you are feeding this, especially because Vice refers to the pandemic and lockdowns and stuff. And I'm no, I don't know. I have don't read Vice every single day, but I have a feeling they were kind of more on the pro lockdown side, given that I'm was thinking. the more liberal side. So it's like, okay, lockdown is a yeah. why these kids have turned to abusing these substances mm -hmm. yet. Like, yet they're saying these poor children, they're all mm -hmm. addicted to drugs. It's like, it's literally, you're part of the problem, Vice. Yeah. You're part of the problem. Yeah. So one of the stories, they have fake names here. What, this one girl, um, there's one named Sasha who's 20 and uses ketamine regularly to escape her problems. Um, one of the things that they write is that, um, hold on. Can't control your emotions. Yeah, hold on. I actually wanted to talk with Emily, the other one. Oh, so yeah. she talks about how she can't meet ends meet, and the cost of housing is so high in the UK, which it's very value. It's a it's a valuable. It's valid. Yeah. Yes, yeah, valid insight. Exactly. Yeah. But they say that she had to take out a thousand pound loan just to meet ends meet, and it's like, so you're Buying taking out drugs. money to buy drugs because yeah. you can't afford your life, which is yeah. horrifying. And also the same girl, she admits to doing MDMA. She does ketamine regularly and she does MDMA at least once a week. And I looked and I've, so I've done MDMA and I did it like multiple times in a row when I was in college. And I did experience what I'm about to talk about, which is your inability to create your own serotonin. So right. MDMA causes greater release of serotonin and neo, oh, I, I re researched how to say this word, neo, oh. Damn it. So, <laughs> it's, a, it's a really it's tough a thing. word. It's um, a thing. So it increases your levels of serotonin. And basically it makes your body, in a, gives it an inability to create its own serotonin. So that causes depression yeah. and anxiety. Well, it's the and highs the, and lows. Exactly. Right? But yeah. you only, like after experiencing such a high from MDMA, you only experience lows. Yeah. And this girl is saying she uses MDMA to escape her life because she has so much depression and anxiety and, and it's, it's like, actually causing it's it. causing it yeah. and it's so sad because only maybe only some nerdy doctor will tell her that but it's like it needs to be more commonly known it's like yeah it, it, it 
the the fact that she only started doing this drug in like 2021 so she's one of these so during 50%. the pandemic exactly yeah. so during the pandemic during lockdown she gets depressed she starts taking drugs it makes her it makes her brain literally in, unable to produce the happy chemicals that make us feel good and feel relaxed especially at that age though like that why this article is so depressing isn't that these young people are turning to drugs although that's terrible it's that like like what's even worse about it is that they're in the prime of their life and they feel hopeless already. Like when I was 22, I mean, I, you know, you, you go through the ups and downs and the trials of being in your early 20s, but good Lord, I wasn't hopeless. I was not hopeless at, like you're literally just fresh out of high school or yeah. fresh out of university. You've like the whole world should be your oyster. And yet you're like, oh crap, I don't know how to cope with I would, adulthood. I would argue that the 20s are not the prime of your life. Like I'm way happier in my 30s. No, for sure. Like you're but more insecure and exactly. stuff, but like still you, like you could do whatever you want with your yeah. life. Like you, there's so many choices available to you, yeah. especially if you're living Sometimes in like that's scary. Oh, for and sure. And there are scary parts of growing up. And like for me, leaving college or leaving university and not knowing what I was going to do next, like that was a low for me. Oh, of course it would be because you, you were like, oh, crap, yeah. I'm an adult now. What I do know, I do? But imagine if I had gone down the road of ketamine like I and I'm not above it because like I've done drugs in my life like. So it's like I was exposed to it and I enjoyed doing drugs and it's like I could have just gone down that road and of been like, been oh, trapped. I'm taking out money yeah. now to pay for my ketamine addiction. Like, and and it's a permanent addiction. I, potentially. I, I guess to answer your question from earlier, it's like I blame the parents maybe. I kind of do too because it's like maybe, you know, parents should invest more time in not only educating their kids about drugs and the safety of drugs and stuff, but also like you know, this is this is what you can do once you go out of university. Mm -hmm. These are the options for you. This is maybe if you don't want to, you know, go in this industry. I don't know, like just better equip kids mm -hmm. maybe and prepare them for the culture shock that is becoming a, a member of society. Yeah, it is a shock, but yeah. everyone has to do it. And that's, yeah. it's just like waking up in the morning. It stinks, but we have to do it. We have yeah. to move forward. It's and so true. Okay, so one of the other things the article says is, according to the Mix report, only 28% of young drug users who have experienced issues with substance use have accessed any support or services, meaning that over 2.2 million young people who are struggling uh, are struggling without help. Like, it's so heartbreaking. What's going to become What's gonna become of these people? They're the future of society. Like, yeah. it's literally, it comes down to them. Like, what's going to happen if we just have a bunch of drug addicts running around or people who just don't know how to cope? Yeah, that's, that's the scary part. They don't know how to cope. And it's funny because you have Joe Biden sitting down with a transgender person talking about, like, oh, like... Girlhood. Yeah, girlhood. And, like, how important it is to for gender-affirming care for children to get spliced and diced. Yeah. But... Meanwhile, you have actual, I mean, this is in the UK, but I'm sure it's, it translates to oh, the United yeah, States. Oh, yeah, for sure. And even in Canada. And like, in the UK, you have these young kids, like just another one happened today where they threw mashed potatoes on a, what was it, a, a painting? It wasn't a Picasso, it was a Van Gogh or some, something. Right. Um, like, what are we doing yeah. here? We have, we obviously have the resources to help these kids, but we're pouring them into like climate change propaganda and fear mongering. Yeah. And like, and like fear mongering about, COVID and fear mongering about like, oh, trans kids aren't allowed to. It's misguided. It's so misguided it's when so we misguided. actually have a problem in front of our faces and it needs a solution. And we're like, oh, but the climate. Yeah. Like, it makes me put on a tinfoil hat a little because I'm like, is this all contrived? Like, is the government just want these people to become addicted to substances so they're easier to control? Because, I mean, if kids are throwing, you know, tomato soup at priceless paintings, mm -hmm. I mean, it in the name of climate change, like something's clearly gone very wrong. Yeah, and someone told them to do that. They're easy to, inf they're easily influenced, right? They they're, they're under the control yeah. of the propaganda, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's like we're supposed, 
Yeah, I could go on. And we on could go about on about that. this. Yeah. This article is just—it's it's crazy. It's a good article to read. It's even so sad. Though, even though Vice comes at it from a point of view where it's like, "Oh, what can we do? There's nothing because yeah. the world sucks so much." It's like, yeah. well, if they like talking about faith like before, if they had a little bit of religion in their life, maybe yeah. it doesn't work for everybody. But I would argue that even the most hollowed out, lowest person would benefit from a little faith. It's so true because love. that's where your hope is found. Like my hope is in eternity. I'm like this earth, it's it's mm -hmm. crappy, it sucks. I mean, there's many blessings that come with being alive and stuff, but I, I you need to look beyond the tangible. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, okay, great. That's what faith is. Yeah. It's like, they're like, oh, I can't see it. So I, I, I can't trust it. But it's like you take the leap of faith yeah. knowing that things are going to be okay. And that even and if you suffer in this life, you're not going to suffer in the next. And it's, and it's, there will be amazing things that come that are tangible on earth from professing your faith and giving mm -hmm. your life to Christ. So yes. anyway, anywho, Jesus sad. loves you. Anyway, yeah. speaking of sad, yeah. Kendall Jenner recalls putting up walls after middle school friends began asking to come over to appear on her family reality show. Um, and so she basically just talks about, yeah. Um, she also said in an interview in 2018 that she talked about feeling really lonely during her childhood. And, I mean, yeah, it's like kind of like, all right, Kendall, whatever. But it's also kind of sad that you can have everything and nothing at the same yeah, time. Yeah, that's what makes it sad. You know, and also I think just the fact that Kylie and Kendall, when the uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashians launched, they were so young and they did not have any idea that their lives were going to blow up like that. And the problem is now, no matter what they do, they can't escape this life. Like no. they're trapped in this life. Yeah. It's kind of sad. It is sad. I remember um, one of the Hadid's... Bella maybe was posting Instagram videos of her crying. Yes. And while I think it's healthy to like show that not your whole life isn't glitz and glamour, yeah. it's like, what are you so sad about? Yeah. Like, come on. No, it's so true. And a lot of times it's like they make up problems. And um, it's like if you're crying that often, like something's wrong in your life. Like crying is healthy, but to cry like consistently yeah. all the time, it's like you, I feel really bad for you. Yeah. Like, no, these I people are okay. empty. Yeah. <laughs> They're empty and it's so sad. It makes me sad. Yeah. It's sad. As an outsider. Anyway, don't exploit your kids for fame. Yeah. All that's right. The, Speaking of sad. Yeah. So we're going to talk about Alzheimer's and it's like, why? Sorry, what are we going to talk about? Oh, she forgot. <laughs> that was a bad joke. We all forgot. Yeah. <laughs> I actually forgot. <laughs> no, I literally forgot too. Yeah. Great. No. Okay. Kay. Well, if we are suffering from Alzheimer's, maybe we should take a little bit more Vitamin C. Wait a minute. You you mean to tell me that there are natural ways to prevent vicious diseases? No. No. No, it's just you're you're totally wrong. It's only pharmaceuticals, mm -hmm. only medicine just, uh, prescribed by your doctor. That's it. Well, you know what's interesting about that, Nat, mm. is that there is no pharmaceutical that claims to prevent um, Alzheimer's. Oh. But there are studies that prove that food and vitamins and exercise and lifestyle changes so a healthy actually lifestyle. can prevent El or Alzheimer's. Or Yeah, so it's a win for the good guys. That's um, great. This article is from a, something called the Dr. Rath Foundation, and it's a meta-analysis that supports vitamin C supplementation for prevention and treatment of Alzheimer's disease. So I'm sure everyone knows what Alzheimer's is, but just very quickly, it's a progressive neurodegenerative disorder with an average survival time of less than 10 years following diagnosis. Alzheimer's disease results in memory loss, functional impairment, and a host of psych psychiatric symptoms such as apathy, agitation, psychosis, and depression. It's super sad. It's I have not so personally sad. seen um, anyone with Alzheimer's, but if you talk to anyone who has witnessed someone they love going through Alzheimer's, it's like yeah. one of the worst ways to watch someone decay. Yeah. And really... 
it can so there are genetic things like markers that you can have that you can be tested for to see if you're right. susceptible to it but most of the time it's not even genetics though a lot of these diseases like yeah. even like cancer like apparently 90 percent of cancer cases cases are caused by lifestyle not genetics yes. despite the fact that the trend we hear is that oh everything is genetics you can't fight it you yeah. can't prevent it uh, so you just, can't even cure just it eat corn pops and you'll exactly yeah, and you can do there's this guy who wrote a book called chris beat cancer and he discussed his journey because he was 26 years old when he was diagnosed with colon cancer and it was like uh what's it called uh third stage he was in stage three hmm. colon cancer sorry and um so they took out part of his colon and then when they were all done he was like so are there any foods i maybe shouldn't eat you know i had and they're like no you're fine no and then they were like oh you should do chemo he's like well if i do chemo are there foods that i should you know should i try to eat a healthy diet they're like no because it's just like they pitied him they're like no i eat cheeseburgers fries and all that stuff and so when he controversially decided to uh forego chemo and eat an exclusively raw diet and then cure himself he's still mm. cancer free i've heard of everyone, stories like that everyone calls him like a like a crazy person and it's like for taking his health into his own hands right, and not being a like a drain on the medical system exactly and That's so great. it's just it's crazy that we've been lied to so much about the the beauty of just taking care of your body mm -hmm. to prevent these things and cure them even i don't know controversial probably gonna get in trouble for this one <laughs> i don't know just a side note um no, that's a really, there are so many stories like that. I've met people who say exactly yeah. that. They, And then I've also heard stories where it's super unfortunate. Someone gets diagnosed with cancer. They do all the right stuff and yeah. then they still die. Yeah. So this is not like a solve your. It's not a one size fits mm -hmm. all. Yeah. There's, there, everybody is different, but I'm just saying if, if people But you're increasing aware, your chances at survival if yeah. you take your diet and your lifestyle into your own hands. And, yeah. Um, we can move past this particular article but i just want to mention that like vitamin c if you google so they'll tell you that 75 milligrams is enough vitamin c for daily intake but that's like very little and i'm not a doctor so i'm not going to tell anyone how much to take but do a little research yeah. do a little digging because you can take a lot more than that yeah um and you should yeah you should especially yeah. in the winter if you live in canada and they also say um b1 b6 b12 and e also may contribute to the development of the disorder if you don't have enough of those vitamins mm. as well. So guys, take care of your bodies. Just yeah, take care of them. Most of us are depleted of, of critical vitamins. Like, and we all know this probably by now, but like 80% of COVID patients in the in the ER, not the ER, sorry. In the, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Anyways, they were all 80% of people hospitalized for COVID were deficient in vitamin D. Super important. Um, and you can't say that. No, you can't. Yeah. There's a really good um, resource on all this. Um, Dr. Mercola, I highly recommend him. He has been in so much trouble from the mainstream media and big pharma because he has all these like natural remedies. So his articles have to be taken down after 24 hours That's lest hilarious. he be sued. So it's you can't really go back and read all this stuff, which is unfortunate. But if you subscribe, go to his website, Dr. Mercola. Um, you'll find so much interesting stuff. It's almost overwhelming yeah. how much stuff it's like, oh God. It's just so sad though that our doctors don't like, no, they don't care about nutrition. It's like, mm -hmm. you're just a- Well, some of them do and then they get sued. Right, exactly. That's the thing though. It's not the, it's not the mainstream yeah. anymore. It's just like, okay, I'm going to give you these drugs and I'm going to get money from these drugs because of big pharma and all this stuff. It's just, it's horrible that our healthcare is not healthcare. No. And I think the pandemic it's not was- health prevention. Exactly. Like, and the, I think the pandemic was so beautiful and wonderful in that way because it exposed so much of this to us. And I think there's so much more that we could even uncover, but yeah. anyway, we'll move on. Yeah. So we can actually like 
talk about both these articles at the same time because yeah. there are so many overlapping things here. So there's this guy named Matt Lugavere. He was on Joe Rogan recently, which is how I found out about him. He has so his mother had not Alzheimer's, but a degenerative uh, mental disorder okay. like Alzheimer's, right. dementia, um, a really, really rare aggressive form of dementia. But this this article is about 11 powerful nootropic memory enhancing foods. So a nootropic is something that is used to enhance your memory and co cognitive functions. Mm -hmm. So he, we there are supplements and drugs that you can take to improve like that are nootropic. However, Matt Lugavere insists, who is, I'll just say he's a top health podcaster, wellness journalist, filmmaker, and author. Um, he has a list of foods that he says are better than any supplement or drug yeah. you can take. Which makes sense because God was like, hey, you're going to need these. And exactly. so he gave us exactly. these, these naturally occurring and foods and exactly. nutrients. And when yeah. you eat something that's just for one thing, like if you take, oh, I'm taking this nootropic drug, th like the the things on this list, the foods are going to give you a whole other slew of health benefits yeah. that you're Beyond. also. Yeah. Exactly. So, no, so we'll true. just run through them. Eggs, leafy, dark greens, dark chocolate, coffee, green tea, extra virgin olive oil, broccoli sprouts, blueberries, turmeric, fatty fish, and water. Because no, even not water. Yeah. Water. No. Yeah. It's just a life source. Yeah. Surprising <laughs> it needs to be on the list, but I, I guess it really does. Well, apparently, yeah, even mild dehydration can cause brain uh, dysfunction. So Yeah, which makes sense because I get pretty grumpy when I'm oh, dehydrated. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. I get, like, angry and sleepy and mean. Yes. Um, and the reason I wanted to mix that in with this other article, which is from Health Harvard, is because so many of the things that they say to this article is about how to prevent Alzheimer's right. disease. So basically it's just taking care of your body. Exactly. And, and the well. things that they mention on here are pretty much the exact same foods. Yeah. Plus but wine. Plus. Yeah. Plus, plus red wine. wine. It's the Mediterranean diet that they call it. Um, but then there's other things on the list Of course, too. like sleep and exercise. Exactly. Yeah. And um, and also social connection. Yes. Exactly. Which I was like, hmm, heller lockdown. Heller. Yeah. No, it totally makes sense. Because yeah. even like um, my... Sebastian's grandmother, my husband's grandmother, she is like 80 something and she is so sharp because she gets up every day and she goes to work for like a few hours and she does her little things and then she goes home and she does her little things and like doing those kinds of things, like not only is she seeing someone, but she's actually doing work with yes. her brain. Yeah. It just keeps you so much like longer, That was sharper, another longer. one on the list. Um, yeah. uh, learning new things or yeah. constantly doing things um, creates like keeps neural pathways right because sharp when and you're like retired and you just sit at home and watch tv all day your brain is just going to turn literally deteriorate yeah so it's like yeah. you got to stay active yeah. in your old age so you're never really retiring no. folks unfortunately and, and the reason that i wanted to bring this up now is like yes yeah, sure we're young but you might be young but you can start you should be concerned about preventing this now yeah you only have, get one body exactly we have my mom is my parents are in their 60s like these are important things to share with people that you love because it's like y you want the best for them so yeah. it's never too early to start eating high fat diet no yeah and, and avoiding processed food and sugar and getting enough sleep and exercise and, and taking care of your brain yeah the cancer chris guy chris feet cancer he said that if it if it's made by a man don't eat it <laughs> so what about god well he's not man okay true yeah but yeah <laughs> so much more but anyway okay yeah. let's move on yeah we'll move on uh so body image drew barrymore shuns plastic surgery says i don't want to fight nature so I'm, base yeah so she says i'm raising two daughters and we were raised in an industry where it was desired to drink off the fountain of youth and i just never subscribed to it she continued per express i think men just need to let women know aging is safe and awesome mm -hmm. yeah 
it's so true and it's so refreshing to see a celebrity come out and say this and yeah i saw someone post about this on twitter too about how like everyone who gets plastic surgery now literally just looks the exact same so you've basically mm-hmm. erased all individuality which is one of the most beautiful parts about being an individual you're, you're you there's nobody like you nobody has your beauty yeah and it's like so sad that we're erasing that by the way to please men because it's like this is what we think men want men or want kim want, kardashian or we don't want yeah true but we, or we don't want other women being like, oh, look at her wrinkles. Like, right. As women, we need to stop talking like that altogether. It's so true, yeah. Um, I also think it's interesting that, like you just said, it reminded me of like when people start getting plastic surgery, they all start looking the same. And it's like you almost start looking like your family. Yeah. Like I look like my mom and my dad. Yeah. And sometimes that's not a great thing. But but <laughs> at the end of the day, like when I die, I would like to look like a Krasnowski. Like, yeah, I want to look family. It's exactly. Your I don't want to look like some pin nose, big lipped Kim Kardashian. Forehead. Yeah. I'm not a Kardashian. Like it's okay. It's okay to look like that. They don't really look like that either. Yeah, they don't but really look like you know, that but like it's okay to like it. You should be proud of your heritage and, and how you look like your mom and your dad. And, and you know, if you're adopted, you're not going to look like the people that raised you, but like you but you're going to look, look like, like you. yourself. You're going to yeah. look like yourself. And that's beautiful. And there's nothing wrong with doing things to enhance your, your features to make you feel more beautiful yeah. or more comfortable in your own skin. I'm just saying like, you don't need to look like her. You are you like you, yeah. are, you're enough. You're beautiful enough as you are. Yeah. Like taking, you know? like taking good care of yourself and eating well, eating well. And even if you want to get a little Botox to like maintain yeah, the like beauty God's that speed. you have, you good God's yeah. speed. I'm not against it at all. I just don't think it's empowering for women to get plastic surgery to look like other women. Exactly. It's like to look like one specific woman. Exactly, which is what everyone seems to be doing. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Yeah. It's not cool. Also, she also in the same article, uh, Drew Barrymore talks about how she hasn't had sex in years. Yeah. Because she has young daughters at home, and she realized that sex is not love; it's an expression of love. And the next time she has sex, she wants to be in love with Which someone. Is setting such a good example. Such a good example. Yeah. I had no idea she was so based. Yeah. I no, I mean that. she's been in Hollywood a long time. She's seen oh, some yeah. shit. Yeah. So, I respect that. Respect yeah. to Drew Barrymore. <clears throat> so the, our next article. Speaking of respect. Yeah. This one, um, so this is a fat positive. Sharon Maxwell talks about her atypical anorexia nervosa mm-hmm. diagnosis, and Tess Holiday shows her support. So we've talked about Tess Holiday. Uh, yeah, and she's super Holiday. anorexic. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Anyway, uh, let's a- talk about atypical anorexia. Yeah, <laughs> it basically is all the symptoms typically associated with uh, anorexia nervosa, but some of these include binge eating, vomiting, dizziness, dehydration, and fatigue. And apparently it first appeared in 2013 and because healthcare providers saw a rising number of patients who all exhibited signs of anorexia, except none of them were significantly underweight. Yeah. Um, I have a few issues with this, mm-hmm. though. Do you have any issues with this? I have mixed feelings on Me it. Me too. Okay, so I don't know. If you're calling yourself anorexic and then someone who's like genuinely like starving themselves looks at someone like her who's calling herself anorexic i feel like that will probably stir up more body dysmorphia it's like oh my god we're both anorexic yeah that's a good point you I know thought about that and also what i don't like about it is that she's anorexic but she's fat positive and it's like okay you can suffer from this but that doesn't mean it's okay to be overweight either like yeah. it's not healthy to be overweight as well so yeah. I, I take issue with that because like if you're suffering from this i sympathize but don't call yourself fat positive either yeah that doesn't make any because it's like both are bad both are unhealthy Um, that's my my take so upon reading this i was like oh i had an eating disorder i guess because when i was in high school i used to do all these things oh yeah me too all of them yeah and it's like 
like binge eating, um, calorie counting. Yeah. I didn't vomit. No, like, me either. I never did. You that. know, yeah. I would I would look into diet pills. Like I took diet yeah. pills at one point, didn't last because they were expensive and did nothing and yeah. made me feel sick. But um, there are things that I did that would definitely be like, oh, I was anorexic, but I was heavier than I've ever been except for right now. Yeah. Um, no, I'm the exact same yeah. way. I actually, I just kept gaining weight. Yeah, yeah because things. I would literally starve myself yeah. all day at school. Yeah. Literally eat, I'd eat one apple and then I would go home and binge eat on yeah. ice cream and chips because I was so delirious and starving and it, dinner had passed because I was like, I'm not hungry. Yeah, your, your tummy talks. Exactly. So I do understand how you could be overweight totally. and have an eating disorder. But then at the same time, some someone in the comments on this article actually pointed out they're like, if if calorie counting and skipping a meal counts as anorexia, like ninety percent of women, like would literally be. everyone, exactly, yeah. Like I, when I'm before I was pregnant, I intermittent fasted. Yeah, me too. I do and that too. And it's the best way for me to maintain my weight. Yeah. And it's like, oh, so I'm anorexic yes. because I'm concerned about my weight. Like it's the it's. I don't know quite how to feel about it because I do empathize with this woman who has a terrible relationship with her body yeah, and no, with it's, food. Yeah, no, it's hard. Something's going on there. So it's not like, oh, you're fat, you're fine. No, no. It's almost like you're super overweight. You obviously have some messed up relationship with food. Yeah. You can and call it what you want. It's so easy to have a terrible relationship with your body as a mm-hmm. woman, I feel yeah. like, because of these expectations that are thrust upon us at such a young age. Yeah. But... I don't know, like just, it yeah. just, it irks me. The, yeah. It's really just the fat positive thing yeah. that really bugs me. It's like, you you should embrace, all bodies are different. That's cool. And people come in shapes and sizes. Yeah, and she might be struggling on the inside. Totally. Like, she might go home and vomit every day and still be fat. Like, I empathize with but that. But don't try to encourage people to be fat. Exactly. And she's also kind of glamorizing anorexia. Yeah. Because like you said, it's like a person who's like 80 pounds and is actually starving themselves to death is going to see that and be like, Okay, well, you're not like I need to go harder. Yeah, exactly. I just think it's really dangerous to normalize this. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And it I, is, it is. I'm. There's mixed feelings. I have there. mixed feelings about yeah. too. Any, anyway, uh, yeah. but Tess Holiday is very anorexic. That's what yeah. I took away from yeah. that. All right, she's we got, got one something going on. I don't know if it's she got something going, she going on. We got one more for you. Speaking of something going on, mm-hmm. Khloe Kardashian details the plastic surgery procedure she wants to get. <laughs> so while filming a confessional for the popular show. Uh, she shared her wish to get breast augmentation because she wants to be more like her sisters. A surprise, surprise. Super sad. Yeah, it's it's, it's extremely sad. Yeah. Um, I do appreciate that she's honest. Yeah, I appreciate that she. Um, ag- I didn't know this, but she has admitted to her one nose job. Yeah. Um, which makes me think that she's. Oh, she's had a lot of other work. Had done. more. Have you seen? Like, we should throw up a side by side. Yes, honestly. Yeah. Um, but at least because I'm pretty sure Kim recently said she hasn't. Yeah, I mean, Kim is just a, a bundle she's of mystery. Just, she's just a <laughs> she's, complete liar. Like, I saw a picture, someone posted on Reddit a picture of her when she was, like, 13. Mm-hmm. And she has a completely different nose. Like, oh, yeah. she had a nose job, but it was probably really young. Yeah. Like, before she was famous. Because, like, if you look back a couple of years, like, that's not that different. When she was a little girl, she was a gorgeous little girl. She was so With beautiful. a unique face. Oh, yeah. And so she stunning. She, anyways, the point is, is they've all had a lot of work done. At least Chloe is like, yes, I've had a nose job. I'm thinking of getting about getting my boobs done, but they've all done that yeah. and they'll lie about well, it. And so. I also heard a rumor about how Kim actually had her her implants removed because mm. it's like 
I guess she's trying to be really skinny now. Yeah. She's so tiny. But um, I'm just like, so it's also sad because it's like the trends change. Yeah. And you don't need to, you don't need to try to meet them no. or fit into you that mold. You can just wear a different purse. Yeah. Like get a little cute bag that's in style and then be trendy and wear like a fuzzy bucket yeah. hat. Or just get a nice Call bra. Call it a day. Yeah. Like, you know, change I don't know. Change your eyebrow game up a little bit. Like, but like to change your actual body for trends. Right. And the thing is, if let's say women are getting breast implants because Kim Kardashian got them, whatever. And then now now Kim's like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to yeah. get them removed. Not everyone can afford to no, keep exactly. up with that. Like, it's like we will never be able to. It's never enough. The goalpost keeps moving. It's like Doug Ford's Ontario, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> so it's just don't try. Don't play the game. Don't even play the game. I think that's the sure, I guess. Do you have any final I wrote thoughts? one thought is that this is so dumb. Yeah. About Khloe Kardashian. So that's a great point. Yeah. I think that's the sure. <laughs> I think that's the sure. We covered a lot we today. We did. Uh, but I'm exhausted. You. Yeah, I'm I'm sweating. <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in. As you know, this share share this share this share yeah. airs the share airs every Tuesday on Rebel News Plus That's at 7 share, p.m. Eastern. Okay. I know at 7 p.m. <laughs> Eastern. Um, so subscribe to Rebel News Plus at MisunderstoodShow.ca Twitter for eight bucks a month. You get access to other shows. We know why you're really subscribing. We know. And if you haven't yet subscribed to Rebel News Plus, well, that's okay because you can listen. For free on all your favorite streaming platforms, Tuesdays at seven, the same time it drops. But you miss, you don't see you don't get this. to see this. You don't get to see these how, what Nat's doing with her hair. Mm-hmm. Me, it's usually disaster. It's always a disaster. Yeah, we're There's always, always some, we're always something. disasters. Yeah. So, but you get to you get to enjoy it. Yeah, take take pleasure in yeah. our f- in misfortunes. Definitely. Um, and then on Saturday, <laughs> the show goes online on the internet on the webs on the webs for fret. Um, but you should subscribe to our YouTube channel, our Rumble channel, our Odyssey channel, and you'll never miss a thing. Like last week, we posted a hilarious, hilarious. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Yeah, we should put it at the end. I of forget this. what it's about. Oh, me the dating app. <laughs> Alzheimer's. I I don't. I drink too much. <laughs> Alrighty, it's not funny anymore. All right, we love you okay. guys. Follow us on social yeah, murderer. Social murderer. <laughs> Share the show with your friends. Yes. Yeah. All right. Love you. Bye. Bye. After I found out his pronouns weren't in his bio, I knew I needed something more. My ex tried to shame me for having sex with strangers. <laughs> I let my girlfriend sleep with a lot of dudes, like a lot. My pronouns are it, it's spit, and chihuahua. <laughs> I'm pregnant with another man's baby, but I'm ready to get out there. I even hate all men, including myself, and it's still not good enough. No meaters, milk drinkers, people with muscle tone, and bone density is a big no-no. I even let every girl step all over me, and I mean literally. All male identifying candidates must show proof of vasectomy. Mm-hmm. I've matched with a lot of people, but they're all trans. I have a penis. Preferences. Because you can't have any.